Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are uh, sharing with you guys a conversation we had months ago, but it's one of those situations where the movie was just about to leave theaters, and so we just kind of put it in the can, and now it's out on VOD, and so we're sharing this conversation about yesterday with you guys. This is, of course, the Danny Boyle movie where... Everybody forgets the Beatles ever existed, except for one man, and he passes off their songs as his own, and uh, it's, a, it's an alright movie. We, we'll get into it in the conversation. Uh, mixed, I have mixed feelings about this one, but uh, we had a fun conversation, though, with a uh, newcomer to the show, James Anderson, and uh, it was great having him on the show, and I'm glad to finally get this episode out. So if you haven't seen Yesterday yet, make sure to go watch it and then uh, listen to this conversation. And before you do, I want to remind you to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about on the show. And uh, if you enjoy the show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, five stars. Or rate and review us on Podchaser. We're starting to get that whole thing set up. And uh, yeah, that does it. Let's let's jump into this one. We've been holding it for a while, so let's just get to it, all right? All right, so we got with us someone new on the show today. We got James Anderson. How's it going, James? It's going very well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you are another podcaster, uh, such as myself, and uh, you've got a really cool podcast, Unabashedly Obsessed, and you had uh, mentioned that you know you, you thought that this would be a cool movie to talk about once it came out, and I know we both had a little bit of trouble actually making it to the <laughs> theater, but we, uh-huh. we finally did it. We did it, and uh, we, we made it through, and here we are. We're going to talk. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It, it was a it was a scheduling. I was like, yeah, that should be fine. And then my wife's like, we have all this stuff, and I was like, oh, <laughs> date night. So we made it work. Uh, <laughs> made it work uh, via that. Actually, um, unabashedly obsessed uh, is no more. Um, really, we we ended uh, like the last week of March. Um, and oh crap! I didn't know that. We it's it's totally cool because we have a new uh, by the minute podcast that my co-host and I, Aaron, are are doing uh, that we just started mm-hmm. last week uh, at the the first week of July, uh, where we're watching uh, Newsies minute by minute. So it's the Newsies minute, <laughs> um, and we're having a lot nice. of fun with that. So yeah, we're we're we 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 ended it because we were sort of reaching a point where we were like, eh, this isn't fun to do. Really, we were turning into a movie watching podcast. And we were like, uh-huh. this podcast isn't a movie-watching podcast, so let's end this podcast. And they're like, so, what's up next? Movie-watching podcast? Sounds good. And, you know, like, it <laughs> 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 So we, we just wanted to sort of be intentional about what our podcasts were about. And, um, yeah, so, so we, we ended that. We ended it up sort of with a nice retrospective at the end. And then we took a uh-huh. little, little bit to get a buffer going on Newsies Minute. And, yeah, we've just been... Uh, Going forward, on ah, that. there you go. I also have a we, and then you know, like the the sundry other. I have an actual play podcast that I do, and some other stuff that I've been doing too. So, podcasting is a uh, is a wild and addictive uh, thing. <laughs> so you you have you have multiple uh, multiple shows. How, in, how do you uh, juggle all that? I t- 
tend to just drop all the balls on the floor and then scramble around on my hands mm-hmm. and knees trying to pick them up. That's that's my that my sounds technique. like a plan. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way to do things. I, I I'm I'm I, I subscribe to your uh, your style of podcast planning. I, <laughs> it's a it's a frantic and uh, adrenaline filled uh, series of uh, feeling like uh, you know I'm behind on everything, but uh, it's fun <laughs> and we have a great time. Yeah. And this is <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Well, you know, before we start getting into some puzzle pieces for uh, this movie yesterday. Uh, you did, you know, suggest this one. I, I take yep. it. Are you a big Beatles fan? I'm a big Beatles fan. I'm a big, mm-hmm. um, as you'll see with my puzzle pieces, I'm a big, here's the concept. How do you suppose that's going to work out? Uh, mm-hmm. fan. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I like sort of like a, you know, the, the, a movie where, where the poster with one sentence can be like, here's what this movie's about. And I'm like, oh, the implications of that are wild is like sure. my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Beatles fan. So uh, I knew I was going to see this regardless. And it's really nice that I was like, hey, all right, I, you mean I have to see this? Well, okay, I guess I'll twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. The the idea of uh, like the high concept film and, and mm-hmm. you know, just really, really needing to know, like, what is going to happen here? Is this? Yeah. Are they going to explain this? Is it going right. to go somewhere? And and uh, you know, we'll get into it as we start getting into some puzzle pieces about whether or not this movie was successful in that uh, <laughs> that that con- that concept that it has laid out. But um, why don't yeah. we jump in with your first puzzle piece? What do you got? I think I'm going to. Uh throw a spanner into the works right at, right at the, the the top and do sort of a double uh, double puzzle piece here. Um, okay. I want to do both Big and Groundhog Day. Um, okay. The idea of your the main character's life is going wildly off the rails in some sort of like sci-fi or sort of fantasy way, but literally everyone else around him Literally everyone else around him is having a normal life and is just living their life. And he is flailing around trying to figure out what it is that he's supposed to do with this new uh, situation in his life. Um, I saw a lot of that. I kind of went big was the one that I went went in being like, all right, probably if you can't think of anything else, I bet it'll be big. But it's actually more like Groundhog Day because it was unexplained about what the why this was happening and what caused anything clearly something did they that one one of my complaints or one of my few complaints about this movie was that i was like clearly they had in mind something was happening but they didn't tell us what it is like they you know the yeah. blackout and the and whatever but like something happened just like in groundhog day he woke up and then the world was changed for him and him alone so i i saw right. a lot of that uh you know Every man finds himself the only one whose life is completely turned upside down uh, sort of movie, like yeah, Big yeah. or Groundhog Day. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And I actually did have Big on my list as well, and I think Groundhog's Day is an even better example uh, of of the concept. Because, yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. It's it's that, that magical kind of movie where... Uh, you know, something weird is happening. Something, something is going to change this person's life, and uh, you know, you kind of just go along with this ride, this crazy ride. That's like, you know, it's got so many implications for this character and, wh- and yeah. how it's going to make that person grow and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I think you know, I, I, I do wish we got into a little more of the whys and the hows and yeah. the. You know, and that what exactly it was. Um, I think some of the most interesting parts of the movie uh, and funniest parts of the movie are are the bits <laughs> that had to do with the actual uh, concept, this whole world breaking concept. The yeah. idea that uh, various other things are also forgotten, Coca Cola uh, and cigarettes, and you know that those were such good bits, good jokes, it, and uh, I wish there was more of that. I I agree. I. It's hard because I agree. And uh, my co-host, Erin, really, if something isn't explained, she really needs mm-hmm. like the world to be completely immersive. Actually, I, I didn't write this down as a puzzle piece, but like all my favorite Stephen King stories are this exact concept mm-hmm. too: normal world, right. normal life, one weird thing. And how does that affect everyone's life? Um, right. But I am fine if 
I am fine not knowing about it. I, I, I'm sort of fine with it sort of being like, yeah, these, you know, Coca-Cola doesn't exist. Harry Potter doesn't exist. What is that? You know, like, how does that affect? Like, the, it sort of gives me a lot to think about in sort of like a, almost like a yesterday fan fiction sort of way. Like, God, what else <laughs> could not exist? What What are the implications sure. of Coca-Cola not existing and stuff like that? And then I started getting into like, yeah. well, what about that Beatles song where John Lennon talks about wanting a cigarette? I mean, that's like double gone, right? <laughs> Ooh, so that, like, <laughs> that's a good that's a good question. Well, that also brings up if Oasis is gone, <laughs> did he perform the song in high school? Uh, yeah, that I she mean, fell in yeah. love with him because of right. Yeah, I I I have to imagine he performed a Blur song, and you know, and I, I guess that's just yeah, what right. we have to go with. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really hope Danny Boyle and everyone else involved in the making of this thought of these things, at least, even yeah. if they didn't put it in the movie, at least it was going through their mind at some point. If not, exactly. that's crazy. That's crazy lazy if they didn't. <laughs> it, I, I agree. I think if, if the if the if the world exists and you don't talk about it, I think I'm fine with that. Just that you've thought about it is enough for me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to go with my first puzzle piece, um, and that is the movie Once about uh, mm. Glenn Hansard, and um, mm-hmm. I, I can never say her name properly, the the, the girl from the Swell I, season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell you know who I'm talking about, though. And Yeah, I do, uh, yeah I but do. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great movie. It's a great um, combination of a music making movie while also being just a great you know epic romance type of yeah. a uh, you know with with lots of really sweet romantic parts and like a great little love story that's mixed in with the music making parts. And uh, I I definitely didn't see that coming going into the movie. You know I thought it was going to focus more on the whole Beatles aspect. Right. Um, but this at its core though is almost more of the romance than anything else. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I, I it's sort of like when I saw Lily James on screen, I was like. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I, 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 I figured this. I figured this game out uh, on uh, Baby Driver. So I, I got, I got where we're going. We're fine. I, Lily James is on screen. Got it. Understood. Loud and clear, Danny right. Boyle. <laughs> I mean, you kind of can't blame him, though. I actually had to walk back my my concept of what the plot was because, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's his girlfriend. Got it. And then, like, it was like, no, it's just his manager. I was like, wait. I mean, like, I think that's sort of the point, is that you're supposed to be like, wait, what? Right, that, right. That, <laughs> wait, what? Like, that, that she's clearly into him. Like, it's, it's such a, like, everyone else sees it except for him. And even yeah. he sees it a little bit, and he, I think he's just sort of in denial. But, like, it was funny because I was like, oh, it's his girlfriend. Cool. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's not. <laughs> weird okay <laughs> yeah it's interesting that they would take a high concept beatles movie and turn it into a like a friend zone movie like it, <laughs> it's yeah, such an interesting yeah. dynamic yeah uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see that coming not at all yeah i agree i agree yeah. um that does segue nicely into another piece for me though if that's sure would if that if i could introduce you in another piece um absolutely i, I saw a lot of uh when harry met sally in it okay um sort of a long i mean like they didn't do the like epic you know here's them throughout the years thing that when harry met sally did but like it was definitely an idea of like yeah they've been together using air quotes uh, for a long time, but they haven't ever been together, and uh-huh. so yeah. the sort of and then like the the frantic run to the train station and like all of the sort of I guess I I guess I sort of it turns out my subconscious pours all of my uh, rom com tropes into uh, When Harry Met Sally when I when <laughs> like sure. it point, the 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 indicator points to When Harry Met Sally when I think of like the fr- the the wake up you realize you love her. And you want to tell her as soon as possible, sort of deal um, is sure. is very when Harry met Sally to me. Uh, I do also. I would like also to point out that I re- it occurred to me that there was a ticket to ride reference going on uh, with like the train and like um, 
I like that mm. all of the the subtle uh, Beatles and Beatles solo stuff that they referred to without referring to it. I thought that was really cool. But sure. I think when Harry Met Sally is definitely being at least referred to. I don't know if that's just because it's a rom com, or at least it has elements of that, and that's just what you have. Like anything is gonna feel like that if you're having this be the genre. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was gonna say that exact thing. Is that uh, it's such like uh, you know the standard almost. You yeah. know, it's almost like the standard when it comes to uh, to rom coms that that it would rub off. I think on almost any rom com nowadays. But it is a perfect uh, a perfect comparison, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with another puzzle piece then, and uh, kind of. C- continuing down this path of romantic films um Mm -hmm. uh and also continuing down the beatles path i'm gonna talk about the 2007 film across the universe which was this i had that one grand (laughs) yeah i mean come on it's i mean i think that anyone is going to talk about this one when talking about this movie i mean combining a big grand epic romance with uh beatles music just setting any movie to beatles music you know um and even really, I mean, we just did an episode on the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man, and, you know, yeah. that being a big larger than life, uh, you know, setting setting the story to the music kind of a movie, uh, you know, we used it as a puzzle piece for that one as well. And I think yeah. it was a uh, it was a really fun movie back when it came out. And it's 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 very yeah. inventive the way it does it almost like a uh, almost like just like a big musical without it being, you yeah. know, necessarily a uh you know, a music biopic, more so using the right. music to tell the, help tell the story. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think anytime you're going to have, um, like when the, when the Eleanor Rigby, when he was trying to figure out Eleanor Rigby, which was hilarious, and they kept going to what amounted to like a music video of Eleanor Rigby with like Father Mackenzie, and like it went uh-huh. back and back and back to him as he tried to get it. Anytime you're going to illustrate the Beatles songs as they're playing, I'm going to think of across the universe. Like, and when, when you get to things like, um, you know, like any, anytime it does, you're not performing in a concert and you're showing some life happening, uh, with mm-hmm. Beatles songs in the background, you're going to get, you're going to get me to across the universe, uh, right away. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and I, I don't want to, um, I think there's only one movie that, that was, that is, um, more of a well yeah of course reference uh in this of this movie and that's a hard day's night i mean that that almost doesn't (laughs) bear like you know it almost doesn't bear mentioning because it's like yeah of of course like anyone who goes in here not expecting there to be a he runs from a crowd of screaming fans scene doesn't know what what's going on with beatles movies at all (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm trying to remember if I ever actually sat down and watched A Hard Day's Night. I mean, there's so many like moments that like are kind of seared into pop culture, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, yeah. but I, I don't remember if I ever, I probably did when I was a kid at some point, you know? It's it's a very good, like if you're watching like John Lennon's Love of the Marx Brothers is like blaring so loud during that movie, like yeah. <laughs> almost as loud as their love of James Bond movies in Help. Um, but, but mm-hmm. like, there are scenes where it's just like, Hey, here's some extended wordplay. Oh, back to the music. Like it, it's, it's literally just like, um, you know, it's sort of vaudevillian in it's like, we're, we're doing music. We're doing music. Now here's a bit with some old man, you know, like it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's very, I felt, I felt like it's very John Lennon driven, but yeah. It's a good. I think it's sure. good to see as a kid, if you're the type of kid where your parents are showing you like duck soup and stuff like that. Sure. Sure. Right on. Um, well, I was going to say, before I go on to my next puzzle piece, I was just thinking about what you were, uh, you were talking about where like with across the universe, how, you know, anytime that scenes are unfolding that aren't concert scenes, but are set to Beatles music, you're still going to think of, uh, you know, you're, you're going to think of a movie like across the universe and how there's like those little yeah. Easter egg moments where you're, uh, you're seeing things that are referenced in songs and stuff like that. I I yeah. don't I don't want to I I was telling a friend who asked me how this movie was and I basically said you know it was all right it was it's a hard movie to 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 hate but it's you know it's kind of just slight you know um but mm. the thing is is I really wish there was more of that 
And, you know, I, I think that's going to be a common mm. refrain for me through this whole episode is I wish there was more of the good stuff and less of the just plain old rom-com stuff. I love those Beatles references are so yeah. inventive and cool. And if it was only more of that, I think I would have really loved this movie, you know? Well, and like there are some subtle ones, dude. Like mm-hmm. I had it, it was only because. A couple days prior, I had been bored at work, so I listened to the White Album and sort of followed along in the recording process of the thing as I listened to the album um, mm-hmm. as just a thing to add one more thing to my attention span, whatever, that I saw what a helter-skelter slide looks like. So I knew uh-huh. that they at the end, they take their kids down the helter-skelter slide. They didn't mm-hmm. reference it. They didn't show the sign that says Helter Skelter. You just have to know that oh. that slide that they go down is the Helter Skelter slide to know that, is, that that's a Beatles reference, too. Like, I was like, ooh, that is, that is a deep cut. I mean, it's, I mean Helter Skelter yeah. is a deep cut, but like, that it's this slide and we're not going to say anything about it. Just if you know, you know, then, <laughs> then you'll get it. Also, like when uh, he, he tells uh, Rocky to, to let him in, that's almost uh-huh. positively an intentional Paul McCartney reference because Paul uh-huh. McCartney had this song called let him in and stuff. So like, I think that the, the Beatles references, I think they, I think that Danny Boyle layered them in terms of like, yeah, there's some stuff that you're going to get if you're a casual Beatles fan on down to, there's some stuff like naming the character Rocky, like Rocky raccoon um, mm. is, is more of a, like, I think there's sort of like, almost like a, uh, you know, belt levels of like, oh, okay, I see that you got that reference. Cool. All right. Well, you know, that sort of thing. Interesting. Well, now, so, now I think that the Blu-ray yeah. is going to need like a uh, VH1 pop-up. Uh, what was it called? Uh, you oh, know, with, with the little pop-up little video. bubbles pop pop-up video. Yeah, that's what we need. Do you mean like... my middle school education? That is, I got, I learned. I always say I learned more from pop-up video than I did from seventh grade by far. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best that was absolutely so great it was and now that's all i want so thank you for if they don't have that my expectations are dashed on the ground so you know yeah now we're gonna write a letter like, i guess pissed. i mean <laughs> oh boy i'm cool. definitely gonna have to uh send a message in and try to get this to happen <laughs> well i will go with my next puzzle piece then um and yep. it is another music movie and another music yep. movie where uh, the musicians are given amazing powers because of magic, and this might be a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a far fetched one, a little bit of an out there one, but it's Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So what an amazing puzzle looking, piece. <laughs> in that movie, they are looking for this pick that was forged from Satan's horn, and it gives them the ability to rock harder than anyone's ever rocked before. And and this movie, we've got a different kind of magic, uh, a little bit of yeah. a more pure magic, but um, yeah. still, there's magic magic in place that uh, allows this this uh, struggling musician to become the world's greatest songwriter. So <laughs> I, I love how you can't summarize a tenacious D movie without starting to talk like Jack Black. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't say <laughs> I, what a tenacious D movie is, is like, and not start to sound like JB. It's so funny. I, I, um, I did just do that. Didn't I? <laughs> you did. You're like, and learn how to rock. I was like, Oh, okay. Yep. We're, yep. I might, I might have to is, in post, this... put some reverb and delay on my voice. or something. <laughs> You, you have to, you have to. I, I also sort of piggybacking on this. It wasn't a puzzle piece so much as sort of a vibe I got. And I don't think it's just because of the accents, but like, I definitely got like a flight of the Concords feel from especially like the sure. early part of the movie, like, you know, where there was sort of like hyperbolically bad crowds and stuff. Um, yeah. And, yeah. He, and like sort of a stoic understated, like, yeah, thanks. Sort of, mm-hmm. sort of uh, vibe. I definitely got like a flight of the Concords feel, which I sort of think in this. I put in the same uh, bucket as Tenacious D. So yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely had a little bit of that kind of a feeling, and plus it's British humor, so you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna really quick take a, take a moment to cross off what I think doesn't count as a puzzle piece, and then I'll get into a, an actual puzzle piece. Um. I didn't realize that Richard Curtis also wrote Notting Hill. So I had Notting Hill and Love Actually as puzzle pieces, but they don't count. I don't think that, I mean, unless, 
your like a person's own stuff counts as an influence. I, I feel like I'm not sure if it counts. Um, it's a bit of a gray area on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I'm not counting it, but Notting Hill, Love Actually, and About Time all have some things that I saw throughout the course of this movie. Um, sure. But instead, what I'd like to talk about is, <laughs> is um, the second vignette in uh, the 1994 Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, uh, Treehouse of Horror 5, uh, which was a vignette called Time and Punishment. Um, in it, Homer uh, makes the toaster that time travels, and he has to, he keeps uh, killing animals and changing, sending himself into alternate timelines. And what I was specifically reminded of is there's, a, there's one time when he, he shows up and his family is rich and they live in a gigantic house and he and he sits down. He's like, this is great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Everything's great. And he says, Marge, please pass me a donut. And she says, what are donuts? <laughs> and he runs screaming from the from the room. And of course, then it starts to and oh, no, it looks like rain and it's raining donuts. So the yeah, the repeated uh, gag of, oh, yeah, such and such. What's a cigarette? What's Coca-Cola? That. <laughs> I couldn't help but think of that one specific joke in that Simpsons uh, vignette. And uh, I think it counts as a piece because they played it the same, like to go to Wicked, to go to Google and be like, Oh God, I just love that recurring gag. But like it, uh, like what, what is this um, as in like an essential thing that's missing from the world? Uh, I uh-huh. definitely felt that, uh, that Simpsons episode. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have thought of that, and I I loved that episode. Like you know, it was such a great episode. But yeah, absolutely, the way that it uh the way it plays with time is the exact same yeah. kind of way. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. And like how how you know like I I my wife and I my wife actually reached a point where she was like James I don't know they didn't explore that but I was like well so is there something else that's in place of Coke is there like is are you know like does the lack of cigarettes mean that Virginia didn't I live in Virginia so I was like that tobacco wasn't a cash crop what are the implications of these things she's like I, she eventually was like I don't know I, you know I just don't know James and I was like okay fair that's fair but like like the implications of like what are donuts and that being like oh god like I feel the same way about like what are the Beatles so like mm-hmm. I definitely felt that <laughs> 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 See and now now I'm going back to what I said earlier. I want to know what else is missing in this world. That's right. Oh man, it's yeah, so interesting, exactly. so damn interesting. But no, that's a, that's a great puzzle piece. And you know what? I'm gonna I might as well just uh, leave on the list about time Notting Hill and Love Actually because I mean, yeah, sometimes we do look at at uh, the writers' other films or directors' other films. Um, yeah. and absolutely, there's little bits and pieces of each within it, and so yeah. I think it's uh, it's an interesting combination of elements from a lot of those movies. And to 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 credit my own. Uh, super ignorance. I had Notting Hill, and I, I I looked up today. I was like, I bet that's the same guy because there's no way he. What I saw was the friend group that was there, but not explored. They were just there, and you were supposed to be like, oh yeah, his best friend group. Yeah, that's just the thing that's there already. Uh, felt yeah. very Notting Hill to me. Um, sure. And then I discovered, and I was like, oh well, okay, because that's just what he. That's just how he writes friend groups. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the same thing in Love Actually, too, where it's like, oh, yeah, these are established friends. We know they're friends because they're hanging out and acting like friends. That's how we know they're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would they be hanging out? Um, I, they, yeah. And then yeah. Ti- um, About Time was like, I, I mean, like, that's another, like, magic realism sort of sort of deal, too. But. Sure, sure. Yeah, romantic uh, romance set against <laughs> magic, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, well, uh, my next puzzle piece is uh, another... I I just jokingly referred to this movie earlier as, uh, you know, it's kind of slight, it's kind of... kind of nothing but at the same time it's hard to not like because it's quite enjoyable you know um huh. and another another movie that i would kind of put in that uh that vein despite being an oscar winner and a big huge beloved movie is forrest gump and that uh, is my next puzzle okay. piece and I never really liked Forrest Gump that much. I always just okay. thought it was like super bland, but it's got a lot of that same uh that same feeling of just like 
tugging at the heartstrings, the nostalgia, the uh, they're just like yeah. feeding you like chicken chicken noodle soup. You know what I mean? Like just giving you yeah. something that is like just so simple to digest and so easy to like. And it's <laughs> it's it's so hard to imagine somebody like straight up like not liking this movie. You know? And I I think it's kind of yeah. it kind of gets that same feeling. And some of the things that I've been complaining about through the episode, I think if it did some of those things, it might maybe yeah. go too far for some audiences but at the same yeah. time i would like it more but uh <laughs> yeah. th- this is more of the safer it's more it's safe you know it's safe and yeah. it's fun and i think it's it's like like perfectly made for like a general audience type of situation yeah they're like it's like a circ they're both like circus barker movies like step <laughs> right up you're gonna see a guy play beatles songs will he play let it be oh yeah he'll play let it be Hey, step right up. You're going to see right a guy throughout history. You know, like <laughs> Forrest Gump. Will, will he interact with John F. Kennedy? You, yeah, he will. Absolutely. Take it. Take a seat. You know, like, yeah, it's sort of like, what are the most, what are the easiest things that we can do to evoke nostalgia in people? <laughs> yes, and let's make exactly. sure they're in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna think they loved it, whether they actually liked it or not. It's just uh, it's just they they recognized it, so they're gonna be happy. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. If you put the year up on the screen at New Year's, everyone's gonna get nostalgic. <laughs> I know I do. What was that family? There was a Family Guy bit where they're at like a nursing home, and uh, the, there was like a comedian or something. He was saying things like from the old days, and the, the old guy in the front row goes, "I know these things, so I enjoy this." Like, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah. That's that's it. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got for your next puzzle piece? All right. Um. Mm, okay. Uh, it's going to be important that we talk about this. So my next puzzle piece is a book. Um, okay. It's called Re- it's called Replay, and it's by Ken Grimwood. Do you know this book at all? Uh, no, I have not heard of it. I randomly found it at a Borders one time, and now I've read it like seven times because it was like, oh, this is great. I'll just start this over again. So the basic concept is this guy has a heart attack and dies, and he wakes up, and he's himself at 18, but he has all the knowledge that he had up until the point he died. Mm. So he lives his life. He can make whatever decisions he wants to make, and it affects his life in whatever ways it would have. Um, and then he, he goes up and um, he dies uh, right before, like a little bit. Uh, he dies at the same point in his, at, like, at, at an old age. And then he wakes up and he's like 21. And so it goes, he keeps on going around and around and around, starting later and later and later. And the part mm. of the book that reminded me of this was those two people, the Russian guy and the old British lady, mm. um, who recognized the stuff that he was doing. Um, yeah. There's a point in the book where uh, he's, he does, he tries all, all sorts of strategies from like trying to prevent the Vietnam War to like trying to make it as rich as possible. And during mm-hmm. one of his playthroughs, he uh, he he reads in the paper or in the trades or whatever that someone is putting out this book that he's or that putting out this movie in like 1973 that has elements of like um, Jaws and ET and Star Wars <laughs> and Back to the Future and all these things. And he's like, "Yeah, wait a minute, that's." And so he that's how he that's how he finds the love interest in the book is they're both yeah. doing this replay thing. Um, and they have to keep like waking up at different times in their lives and like finding each other and stuff. But that recognition, like that, that, that I kind of got goosebumps during the movie, especially when during the Russian guys, when he was just sort of staring at the stage, I got goosebumps mm-hmm. and I'm kind of getting them now too. The idea that you're alone in this thing where you're the only one that remembers it. And then the dramatic irony of, Oh no, there's this guy that remembers it too. Oh no, there's this girl that remembers it too. Uh, yeah. Is is very much like now there's three of you, but like my wife's favorite part of the movie was that they weren't mad at him, that they were like, yeah. "Thank you for doing this." And I know, and like I, I, it was it was a big tension relief for me too because I thought I didn't know what they were gonna do, but it it felt like it was gonna be violent and and whatever. But like they were just you know like. But the the idea that you're no longer alone, that no no one knows what's going on, but you are all three of it 
in it together and sort of just trying to figure it out uh, mm. is what reminded me of that book replay and also that book replay. Nice. So. <laughs> right on. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with your wife. That is my favorite part of the movie too. Um, yeah. I, I, I love that they subvert your expectations and yeah, yeah. you think it's going to be either violent or they're going to extort him or, you know, something. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it goes for a really sweet direction. I, I really, I really liked what they did there. And, uh, so. as, as you were describing, uh, replay, I cannot believe this is not a movie that, how has this not been adapted into a movie? I think they did, but I think it was like a sci-fi channel made for TV sort of deal. Um, oh, that could be a big movie think, if they did it right. No, I know, right? It, it's yeah. such a cool concept. Like I read, I literally, it's. I think it's the only book I've ever gotten to the end of, closed it, opened it back up, and started it over immediately because it's so cyclical that it feels like mm-hmm. it's like an album that has a great opening and closing. And you're just yeah. like, well, I have to listen to it again. But it's in a book. It's it's such a good book. Yeah, I agree. It would That's be awesome. it could be a great movie. Dear Danny, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get let's get you to do some of the better parts of what you did here and take it there. Um, <laughs> uh, so I only have one more puzzle piece, and okay. it's. In some ways, it's kind of a uh, a little bit of a cheat, I think. But I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it anyway. And it is the Queen biopic from last year, Bohemian Rhapsody. And okay. obviously, it's probably too new to truly be uh, an inspiration. I'm sure this movie was in development uh, long before that came out. Um, however, I do think that uh, just like we've got this Bruce Springsteen Blighted by the Light movie coming out, uh, supposedly yeah. there's uh, biopics on like a dozen, you know, famous musicians coming out. I think that yeah. the success the success of Bohemian Rhapsody is really uh kickstarted a, a huge run to get these movies made and i don't know exactly where in the production process they were when uh when that movie came out last year but wherever yeah. it was i'm sure boom they just flooded them with more money and said get this thing done we need this movie you know and uh so i think more so more so on a business uh side of things i think it was definitely an inspiration um but again kind of like what i was talking about with forrest gump i also was not a big fan of bohemian rhapsody Mm -hmm. and i I think it's i think it plays things way too safe you know and i think that this comes from that same kind of a place of wanting to just be an audience crowd pleaser uh yeah. and so it, in, a, in a way creatively i also do think it's it's an inspiration or at least comes from a similar place yeah i actually i haven't read it yet but i have a billboard uh where the cover story uh was that that like biopics is where are where like musicians are getting instead of like touring they're like re-upping their sales on like biopics and then like releasing oh, wow soundtracks that has their like it it was like i was like wow this is a wild cover story and then i thought about it and i was like no 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 that this is correct this is a, a an accurate cover story but yeah like they <laughs> i think that they they talked about bohemian rhapsody and uh and uh rocket man and uh i'm sure this was included too because this isn't a biopic but like it's the same i mean like yeah it's it's it's, it's similar at least in that like i'm sure that it will cause people to go out and buy more beatles albums if they don't oh yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely yeah i actually uh i i of course i mean who doesn't like the beatles but i mean i've never been like someone who listens to them regularly uh and this movie this movie i've been singing their songs like you know all week since i saw it you know so yeah Yeah, i I wouldn't be surprised if i'm listening uh (laughs) by tomorrow probably totally totally (laughs) so do you have any uh any more puzzle pieces i have two more um, okay, I have uh, Back to the Future. Um, nice, specifically the Enchantment Under the Sea dance where Marty plays uh, Johnny Be Good too early. Um, <laughs> the idea of you guys aren't ready for this, but your kids are gonna love it was very much present, especially when he realized that no one knew who the Beatles were, but he hadn't found an avenue yet, aka the internet, to release this music to a crowd that would appreciate it. Uh-huh. Like I, I definitely like got like. Oh come on, come come on! This is I want to hold your hand. Anyone? Anyone? I I yeah. like and just like <laughs> the the also the idea of getting like 
um, just so wrapped up in like, I know this song and I'm the only one and I am rocking this uh, is in there too a little bit. Sure. That's an absolutely great one. I love it. That's a great puzzle piece. And and then I guess there's also, it also contains sort of a, all right, I guess I need to figure out the rules of this mm-hmm. world that I found myself in that no one else has found themselves in. Um, yeah. And then the last one I had was <laughs> That Thing You Do, um, which is oh, also yeah. a Tom Hanks movie with the Air Force. Um, sort of the concept of a world where the Beatles aren't as big as, like, aren't the biggest thing. Like, that sure. thing you do always bugged me, because, like, there's one reference to the Beatles, but, like, it takes place in 1964, and, like, no one talks about the Beatles to the point of you're supposed to, I think, think that maybe the Wonders are, like, a stand-in, like, what if the Beatles were from Pennsylvania sort of deal. Um, right, right. And I think that they have that line, there's a line where a DJ's like, oh, no, that not that mop-top quartet or whatever, in the same sort of way that in when, like, Law & Order is, like, based on true events and then in the event in the show they'll be like what you mean like and name the famous person they're basing this episode on and they're like yeah, yeah but different slightly <laughs> and you're like okay that's where they that's where the lawyers made them put that line in about we're not <laughs> right. this is not based on actual yeah um but yeah that thing you do also like a, a quick rise to the top um 60s nostalgia um all sorts of like performances and people going crazy for music and uh family um his uh guy's family and that thing you do being sort of like yeah i guess you're doing what now music i guess <laughs> i saw parallel in this too a little bit sure um I, I haven't seen that movie since the theater oh really it's been a long time since i saw that thing you do yeah i it, it, does it hold up uh, um I am the worst person to ask if something holds up because I hold uh-huh. things so close to me. I sure. love that thing you do with a passion that uh, isn't embarrassing only because I'm too busy loving that thing you do. Um, <laughs> it, I, I really, I really love it a lot. I think that it's, it's great from a musical standpoint as well as from like a, a joke standpoint. Um, sure. I think you really have to like Steve Zahn a lot though. Um, and <laughs> uh, If you do, then I think you're going to be fine. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I love it. It's 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 up there in the upper echelons of my favorite movies. But um, nice. I could totally see someone not liking it. Also, <laughs> like, right. I, right. it's not one where I'm like, "Come on, this is universal." I'm like, yeah, "No, yeah. I I could get someone being like, this is this is baby boomer pandering, like worth yeah. the '60s great <laughs> sort of stuff." Um, yeah, yeah. There's a randomly thrown in magical black man in it and stuff so like i get it yeah but also uh that that one's been with me since since i was uh getting you know when i was at that magical age where everything was awesome and like sure i was everything i saw or heard became my lifelong favorite whatever uh yeah so <laughs> so i am the worst person to ask about that but i think so <laughs> nice. nice i've watched it recently it. and liked it a lot so yeah <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> right on. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do the finished puzzle and list off all the movies we just talked about, and then we'll get into our uh, closing thoughts about yesterday. Uh, so we have got Big, Groundhog Day, Once, When Harry Met Sally, uh, Across the Universe, A Hard Day's Night, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, About Time, Notting Hill, and Love Actually, the Time and Punishment Treehouse of Horrors episode of The Simpsons, uh, Forrest Gump, Replay, the book, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Back to the Future, and That Thing You Do. Uh, great list of movies. A lot of music stuff, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, also yeah. uh, a lot of magical type, you know, magic comedies, you know, magic epic type movies. Um, you got any, you know, any other thoughts about yesterday? I think that it was a bold swing here's i've been really spoilery about this but here's where i'm gonna say spoiler alert i thought it was a huge bold swing to have old john lennon i -hmm. think that i thought it worked because i was completely convinced that it was going to be a paul mccartney cameo yes me too and so absolutely (laughs) when he opened the door and it was john lennon and i was like and all the implications hit me like a tidal wave of john lennon being alive yeah. Um I thought it really worked. I can totally see a critic being like 
that that was the most pandering. Why did they do that moment of the whole movie? Um, yeah. But I thought it was lovely, and I think they they nailed John's voice um, in terms of like you need serious psychiatric help, sort of like you know start dry wit and stuff. I thought they nailed it. Um, sure. I almost put yeah. Bubba Hotep on my list of puzzle pieces <laughs> just because of like what if Rockstar didn't die? I'm sure uh. there's a better example, and so I crossed <laughs> it off because I was like, yeah, but. They didn't like verse mummies and stuff. I think that probably it doesn't count as much of a puzzle piece. I'm sure there's a better. I also thought of um, sorry, a Philip Roth book where uh, it's possible that Anne Frank is still alive. It was mm. sort of it sort of reminded me of that a little bit too, where it's like, what if this person who's famous for being alive or fa- famous sort of famous for dying um, was not dead? Um, sure, and I got that sure. sort of feeling from it too. But like, yeah, I thought I thought that was a big swing. I thought it paid off, but like, like all big swings, I, I'm sure there are people that are going to be like, that was the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I could completely understand any criticism of that, but I I kind of agree with you. <laughs> I I kind of think it worked within what the movie was trying to do. You know, it yeah. it it if nothing else, it uh it tied up the at least the Beatles part of the movie you know in in a way where it's like okay I guess it you know it's it's worthwhile that this all happens you know that like oh they got to live their life but the songs still get to exist you know and it's a it's an interesting way of looking at it and uh, yeah Yeah. I think it's it's very troublesome but but I do I do agree with you (laughs) that I I think it I think ultimately it works because it's it helps the movie be something more important something more uh interesting anyway yeah my wife and i decided that that um i saw a tweet that was like i wonder how yesterday deals with the manson murders and <laughs> that's funny but also my wife and i talked about it on the way home we decided that the manson murders happened and they just pinned it on some other musicians at the time um nice and that it like because the beetle like i was like because if the beetles not existing means that uh people didn't get murdered then we we sacrificed the Beatles, and I think the Beatles would agree with that. <laughs> but my wife is like, yeah, but I mean, I don't know that we can say that. So, uh, see, now you're making me want the other version. <laughs> now you now you're making me want the other version of the movie where it focuses more on that stuff. Uh, uh, if I may I, recommend, <laughs> oh oh, I have a recommendation. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, um, I, I'm Go gonna for save it. it for I'm gonna save it for the recommendation part. Is that now? Yeah, you know what? That is now. Let's go for it. <laughs> Uh, can I subvert the, 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 the concept again and recommend a book? Is sure, that okay? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 11-22-63 by Stephen King. The book. I can't hmm. stress this enough. The book. The Hulu show was all, is also something that exists. And I can't, mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. The book is what I'm recommending. Uh, it's a fantastic Stephen King book, but it also explores what... Um, preventing things in history like preventing tragedies the implications of that and sort of um living life in history um and how you don't necessarily like like the concept of like if i could time travel i would kill hitler or i would prevent the assassination of jfk just as another random example um like would you would that be helpful or would it be more helpful for you to like live the life that you have and that you've seen? So I'm going to recommend mm-hmm. uh, 11, 22, 63 by Stephen King. It's a giant book, but I think it's very much worth it. Um, so yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now I, I haven't heard much about it. It's it's I, I think everyone that I've recommended it to Stephen King fan or not has been like, yes, this is worth it. This is a, this is a great book. So that's just that's just right on. I don't know if that means that I'm a great recommender. It probably does, but uh <laughs> Well, you, I, yeah, I, so I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the recommendation for sure. That was very good. <laughs> cool. I, I liked it. Cool. Uh so you know what? Before we get to you plugging your podcast and uh yeah. closing this thing up, I do want to ask you a question. Uh, a okay. uh, a little bit of, a little bit of a what if. Um okay. in a in a yesterday style scenario. Yeah. What band would you have liked to wake up and they don't exist, but you know all their songs? Oof. Um, man, I, I mean, like, it, like, what's funny is, I really felt that lady that was like, um, we don't know any of the songs. 
you know, we don't know mm-hmm. any of the words. Uh, Eleanor yeah. Rigby, you know, like, anyway. Um, I think, it. I mean, it has to come down to either Blink-182 or Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. Um, I think probably, I, I don't know. I, I think probably uh, Blink-182, I guess, by a, by mm-hmm. a nose. Uh, it'd be really close, though. I'm not sure how great... I, that would be an interesting movie to try and make people care about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, the question is say, then, are are you Tom DeLonge or are you Mark Hoppus? Uh, Mark Hoppus, 100% all the, all the time. <laughs> no hesitation. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think that you could also say something like, maybe like... Um, I don't, but see, like, I know I was gonna say someone like the Supremes or something, but like, one, I do not know all the Supreme songs, and it is it is hubris <laughs> of me to even imply that. Two, <laughs> no one wants me, big white boy, to try and like recreate the career of of the Supremes, and I think everyone would be fine with me uh, trying to to do some like Billy Corgan or like Blink One Eighty Two stuff. I think everyone would be fine with that. So I think that that has to be. Let's go with Blink-182 just because I, I think a little bit more, um, but yeah. Good question. Blink-182 is a good answer, and but I do still want to see you. the Supremes version of that uh, of, of that play out. So. <laughs> You'd call it My World is Empty Without You, and um, I think that, that it would bomb. It would be very bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Can't stress man. it enough. Please don't make this movie with me in it. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find your podcast so my main podcast right now is called newsies minute and it is at newsies minute um my my best friend in the whole wide world aaron and i uh are going through the movie newsies uh one minute at a time every weekday uh from now until we're done uh the first five episodes just came out last week so i'm not sure when this is going to air uh mm-hmm. but Probably new episodes will be coming out because they're going to be coming out for a while. Uh, we're having a really good time, and also uh, episodes are between ten and twenty minutes long, so it's not it's not going to be like a big slog every day or whatever. Uh, you can. We, I was actually realizing unabashedly obsessed episodes were about that same length only once a week. These are five times a week, but like the same amount of cumulative time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on a podcast called Bike Brigade, formerly known as uh, the Kids on Bikes podcast. Um, we're playing this uh, role-playing game called Kids on Bikes, um, which is sort of like a Stranger Things, E.T., Goonies sort of uh, vibe to it. Oh, uh, nice, our, nice. Our game is set in the 60s in uh, Swampskit, Massachusetts, um, and it's been really, really fun. We're just ramping up on our third arc of that. We started that last October. Um, I actually have a Blink-182 podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> called nice. Blink and You'll Miss It. Um Last year, I went through, uh, once again, uh, every weekday, uh, a song by Blink-182 or Boxcar Racer or Plus 44, which are two side projects of Blink-182, mm-hmm. um, alphabetically. And uh, those episodes no, were no more than five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went through the entire existing uh, discography for those three bands. Uh, season two is ramping up basically when the new Blink album comes out in September. Um, I'm going to release season two as quickly as possible to that um and that that tends to be a pretty good time they're really quick bingeable episodes um and that is uh oh uh kids on bikes is at kids on bikes blinking you miss it is at blink 226 racer um which is plus 44 182 plus 44 racer um so those (laughs) those are what i have uh right now i'm also guests on lots of things um and i have like a an alternative songs countdown show that I don't really advertise because it's not technically legal. But if you follow me on at uh, unabashed James, which is my Twitter handle, uh, I retweet mm. when I release episodes of that. So you can follow that and sort of get on the secret train of that, um, that I don't advertise at all because once again, couldn't be more illegal. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Well, cool. right on James. It, it was great. Uh, great having you here. And I'm glad we uh, managed to see this movie and talk about it. Absolutely. It was so fun to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. I love the concept of this show so much and uh, I'm really excited to be on it. So thank you so much. Hi, this is Wax Tracks Records here on 2909 South Decatur. 
We buy all your old 45s, your old albums, any type of music memorabilia. Also, we sell music memorabilia, albums, CDs, and a lot. Come on down to Wax Tracks, 2909 South Decatur, or give me a call at 702-362-4300. Thank you very much. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation about yesterday. And uh, that Wax Tracks ad was in place of a podcast ad because uh, my family store, Wax Tracks Records, has some of the best Beatles stuff you can find really anywhere in the world. It's an amazing shop if you've never been. You should come visit next time you're here in Las Vegas. Uh, some of the Beatles memorabilia we have, it's just crazy. And if you're a Beatles fanatic, you are going to want to check this stuff out. So, uh, yeah, that does it for today. I want to thank you all who have been listening. You know, September was an incredible month for the podcast between the article that came out on us and uh, just uh, all, all of the new listeners we got and all the new co-hosts we had. I mean, uh, this one included, I think, was the seventh in a row of new podcast co-hosts, uh, which is just fantastic because, you know, I love having my, my usuals on, uh, but it's great to have new people on the show as well. And so I'm just so happy that people are enjoying the show and we continue to uh, get to do it and get to keep making it bigger and better and just, you know, keep finding new ways to make it exciting. And we have lots of new stuff planned. So make sure you're subscribed. That's a good uh, transition into the whole subscription thing. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Go to our website, PiecingPod.com, and sign up for the mailing list. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome. We have a Patreon. We're starting to get some new stuff on there really soon. And so it's going to be bonus content that's not on the main feed. Uh, of course, all the main episodes will always be free. I mean, this is a podcast. I'm not trying to lock everything behind a paywall. That's ridiculous when podcasts do that. Uh, this is like a podcast podcast. I don't want to be one of those. So we will have bonus content though and we've got some really cool ideas that we're planning on recording and uh, i think it's gonna be a lot of fun so uh keep an eye out for that on our patreon and uh yeah that, that, that's enough stuff why don't we get to some music as we always do on this show and uh i was trying to think with all my uh albums of music do i have anything that's at all beatles-esque and i honestly couldn't think of anything <laughs> I don't think there's anything that's really uh, in that realm. So I wanted to do something that's at least, uh, you know, got a guitar in it. Harvey. That's Harvey back there shaking off. And uh, actually, it's okay, Harvey, that you're uh, shaking in the background of this recording because the closest thing I could find of something of mine that is Beatles-esque would be a Pup Pup song from our upcoming Pup Pups album that's coming out real soon with songs featuring Harvey singing as well as his sister Sadie and our cats are on there as well. And it's a very ridiculous novelty rock album, comedy rock thing that I'm putting out in a couple of months. And so why don't I play you guys a song from the Pup Pups? This is a song called Waka Waka. And uh, if you haven't been in my house or in my car, then you've never heard this before. So this is a, a premiere of Waka Waka from the Pup Pups. It's not even really 100% finished, but it's close enough that I could play it. So enjoy Waka Waka, and we'll be back with another episode of Piecing It Together next week and some of my regular music, too. <laughs>